Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and I'm really excited about this week's guest. She's a designer, she's a model, and she's an influencer based in New York City. Welcome to the show, Lindsay Verkonik. Hello. Hi. Happy to be here. We were just chatting about how her brand name, because she's a designer, is literally her last name spelled phonetically. <laughs> yeah, I, it's actually funny. Look, when I was little, I did like modeling slash acting stuff, and my agents would spell basically dumbed down the spelling of my last name so people knew like what it was yeah so it was kind of inspired by that like I don't know I f- I was kind of like embarrassed by having a name that nobody can pronounce when I was a kid yeah. like now I don't know I think it's cool I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that but yeah I feel like for my brand name I just wanted it to be like easy people still don't know how to say it <laughs> but <laughs> it was kind of inspired by that like my childhood I guess I think yeah like if you have a oh my god Fifi just had something to say. but I think yeah if you have a last name that's like not like I don't know like Thomas mm-hmm. I, that's not the last name but like unless it's that <laughs> like yeah El Khaldi not fun yeah not not enjoyable to yeah. learn how to spell my like that's the other thing I'm like it was so hard to spell my last name correctly even same me being me as a child like I would misspell my own last name even now sometimes I'll be spelling I'll be like wait is this right wait but do you do the thing like because you're like so used to people not being able to spell it that you just like don't even say it, you just spell it out do you ever do that yeah it was like can you do it like really fucking fast because yeah. I'm like I feel like I can say it so quickly that it's alarming yeah I can do it really fast do it but- do it <laughs> v-r-c-k-o-v-n-i-k doesn't that seem like she should get like an award or something like that was so fast but no I'm like E is in Edward L is in Larry yeah. K is in, like because people are like huh oh, that's bad yeah because a lot of like V and C rhyme and people are like what I'm like V as in Victor but no it's cool no, I also like it's cool I also like recently learned that there's supposed to be like an accent over the first C which I never even knew I learned that they're like creeping my like distant family members on LinkedIn. Amazing. I was like, Dad, is there supposed to be? And it's like the Slovenian way because you would actually pronounce like Verchkovnik, which like oh. nobody in my family. That's cooler. Yeah, it is cooler. I'm like, I'm gonna like stick with this accent just because like I don't know. I think it's cool. I mean, obviously my dad, my dad was grew up in Canada, so he never really had like the actual Slovenian okay. culture either. But I'm like, why don't we like? do this properly yeah let's it's bring, kind of sad bring the culture over <laughs> yeah. so wait your dad was born in canada or he just lived yeah there? yeah okay. he's born in canada and then do you feel like you have like any relation to like that culture kind of like my grandpa grew up there and then he kind of like um fled during like the world war ii um time and bad he, time yeah bad, bad time, time. <laughs> um and came to canada and kind of like started his life from nothing but yeah so he like loves to tell me stories about Slovenia and also like I have a lot of family there which I'm going really soon which is exciting that's so exciting it's your first time I went when I was like 12 but I feel like when you're that age you don't really like have an appreciation for your culture for you can't fully appreciate it you're just like like, I want the comfort of my western home Yeah, yeah exactly um so yeah I'm excited to do that I have so much family over there also um like my mom was adopted and she doesn't really have like any connection to her real family doesn't really even know like what her background is um so I feel like that's kind of just my main yeah like I and I think it's like kind of cool to rediscover like your mm-hmm. kind of like cultural roots like when you're older because like you said you have a deeper appreciation yeah I definitely first of all was so like not trying to speak in Arabic in public ever. Yeah. And now literally unprompted, I'm just like speaking to people in Arabic. Because yeah. I'm like, this is fun. And like, yeah. this is a part of who I am. And, and I- it's cool and it should be celebrated. And I feel like 
now more than ever, I feel like, I don't know, women around me my age, like all are kind of like wanting to yes. delve into like who they are and who their family is and not just like adhere to Western. Because it's like there's that comfort in like seeing like parallels and like similarities and like maybe like something that you might do that you're like, oh, I don't know why I do this. And then you like find out like this is just some weird genetic thing that I've inherited that yeah. like culturally is normal there, but just isn't here. And like, that's weird that I'm now doing that. Yeah. But it is, I don't know. It's nice. And I think obviously I wish I could have just like appreciated it as a child. Yeah. It would have been. I feel like it's normal as a child though, to like want to be like as like quote unquote normal as possible and just like fit in and like, oh, yeah. have no differences. Literally just, I want to look like every other bitch. Yeah. I want like, and the thing that makes me so bummed out is like my mom had me when she was older and mm. everyone always thought she was my grandma. Mm. And I just, at one point just stopped correcting them. Mm. Cause I was like, sure. It's my grandma. And I'm like, that's, I want to go back and slap seven year old me. Like, I want to go fight her. Yeah. I just, like, fight Yeah, because I feel like when you're a kid, like, the worst thing you can imagine is just, like, sticking out or, like, being embarrassed in any way. And also, other kids are mean. Like, kids in general are mean. So I feel like you're always scared of, like, just, like, being different. are honestly not very kind. Yeah. (laughs) They're – I mean, they're not – you know, it's nice sometimes, like, I'll ask, like, small children, like, my nephews, not random kids, mm-hmm. like, do you think my outfit looks nice? Mm-hmm. And they'll very honestly either say yes or no. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that their opinion means much to me, but I know that they're being truthful. Yeah. And I do appreciate that. But they could definitely be mean. Like, my yeah. nephew literally is just, like, would pull up my nose and be like, why is your nose so big? And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, little boy? Like, yeah. why are you literally bullying me? But, like, he doesn't think it's even, like, a negative. He's yeah. just like, why? Like, yeah. I don't understand. And I'm like... <laughs> You're three, okay? <laughs> Your nose will grow. And, and it's going to be big, too. And, and it might be big, too. So I'm just saying, listen, don't, don't, don't be a little bully. But when do you feel like you kind of started becoming more comfortable with, like, I guess, like, being more of, like, an individual and not, like, just wanting mm-hmm. to, like, assimilate? I don't – that's a good question. I feel like I was always, like, a really awkward kid and, like, really shy. And I still feel like I hold on to some of those qualities. Like, I can be really – Shy or I don't know. I just feel like really anxious a lot of the Listen, time. We all have anxiety. Yeah. And it's not our fault. Um, But I feel like probably really when I moved to New York, which was like seven years ago now, like I think my early 20s is really when I started to like be proud of who I was mm-hmm. and not be scared and not and not even like in my personal style. Like I feel like I've always wanted to dress um, loudly and like in a fun way, but never really actually did so until... I moved to New York Mm -hmm. because I just felt like, okay, if not here, then like where the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think in high school, it was the same thing. I just think I like didn't want to stand out. Like I just didn't want to draw attention to myself. So yeah, I kind of just tried to fly under the radar (laughs) as much as possible. Did you go to school where like you could wear whatever you wanted or was it like a Yeah. I went to my I changed high schools but the first high school I went to was like an art high school mm-hmm. you had like a major I was a dance major I love that you have a major in high school yeah it was like fine arts so like painting drawing music majors drama like acting and then dance um so, which kind of like it sounds like okay must be the most accepting place in the world but like right? having those like majors kind of like made it clicky mm. I feel like um but yeah I mean I feel like kids there did definitely express themselves through clothing and through makeup and through whatever but um still I just think I was so insecure and so shy to like actually be myself in that setting so 
Yeah. And then for grade 11 and 12, I went to like this tiny little private school that was basically like I started modeling a lot. So I was like missing school. <laughs> and it's basically a school where you're like allowed to miss a bunch of school because you like pay money to go there. Was this in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that again, I, I always do my little like stalking online. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did you live overseas at some point in time? Well, so after grade 11, I like lived in Tokyo for a few months for modeling. And then like that's or was that after grade 10? Fuck. I was 16 when I lived in Tokyo for a bit for modeling. Did you move there by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So did you go to like a school where like you lived with like other students or like what was that? No. So I didn't go to school in Tokyo. It was like I went from like June till September. So okay. I like it was no school. But um, when I came back, it was kind of like the time where I was like, I need to be able to not be in school all the time so yeah when I went to this little private school they were like it was a lot of like athletes like hockey players like just kids who were like doing something outside of school no we'll be flexible with you if you pay us a bunch of money um so yeah and then after high school I moved to LA for school for modeling um which was interesting (laughs) something to say the least I was when I was 18 and I was just like just a just a partier just a baby just all the partying not much working going on um and then after that I lived in Seoul for a bit oh that's so cool yeah it was really cool I feel like yeah like I I spoke about this when Hannah Sider was on the podcast like a few weeks ago that like I think like living abroad Mm -hmm. really is something that genuinely everyone should do just like exposing yourself to different cultures Mm -hmm. I feel like it gives you just like I don't know. You're more open-minded and yeah. like more just tolerant, which I mm-hmm. think we should just generally be tolerant. We shouldn't have to travel to, you know, <laughs> develop tolerance, yeah. but it does kind of, you know, happen on its own because you're just being exposed to so mm-hmm. many things. Did you feel like there was like any like culture shock experiences that like you recall? I mean, yeah, definitely. Like Tokyo was very different, obviously, <laughs> from where I lived in Canada. Yeah. Um And there's just, like, I remember, I have the worst memory, and this was, like, 10 years ago now, but there was definitely, like, a lot of, like, manners, Mm -hmm. like, things that were new to me. Just, like, I feel like you had to be, like, really polite, and I feel like my agency, I mean, obviously, there was a huge language barrier. (laughs) Like, I didn't know Japanese at all. Um, Which I would love to know Japanese, but I don't know. That would be so cool if you just randomly started speaking in Japanese. I'd be like, what Um, the fuck, Lindsay? And I definitely felt, like, quite lonely because of that. Um... You know, like I just like yeah, couldn't really communicate. Who are you speaking to? And we would just go to like fifteen castings a day, and I I just felt like I was kind of like um like being examined under a microscope with like <laughs> no no communication. I guess like being like a, a nonverbal examination. Yeah. Um, I also like it was very strange. Like it just wasn't very. I don't know. Like I haven't been to Tokyo in so long, but when I was there, it was very like not diverse at all. Like people seeing a white girl on the street they're like oh my god crazy people were like asked to take pictures with me and i was like guys that's just a white actually so fucking funny yeah i'm like i'm just i was at disneyland in in tokyo and people were literally asking for my picture i'm like guys just a white bitch you're like i'm just another Um, one of them white bitches yeah which was like crazy to me because i don't know like obviously canada's a very diverse place or where i'm from in canada so where are you from in canada i'm from like right outside of toronto like, what is it called? Mississauga. I know what Mississauga yeah. is. I listen to Party Next Door. <laughs> yeah. And which is basi- um, it's basically just like a giant suburb, but like the biggest suburb ever, which I think I actually read that it is the biggest suburb in North America. But um, yeah, 
I didn't, I wouldn't say I necessarily grew up in the most like diverse middle school or like community, but as a whole, I think like Toronto is a very diverse place. So that was weird. That was weird feeling like I'm something special for like being a white chick when I'm in Japan. But um, other than that, I mean, it was such a beautiful place, obviously. And I think like the people are very polite. Mm -hmm. But also that could be me like reading into just like not understanding. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was definitely like made me grow up really fast, like having to live alone abroad. Yeah, I I can't imagine like living alone just like even at eighteen. Yeah, because I literally lived at my parents' house until I was like twenty seven. Because yeah. I'm the baby, so yeah. it, was, it was just like me and <laughs> that like, hanging out, me and my cat, just like we're here, we're leaving, <laughs> and like it's. I don't know, like, even when I did move out, obviously, I was, like, an adult, like, I had mm-hmm. a job at that point, like, whatever, like, it wasn't, like, a difficult thing for me to do, but I feel like it could feels like so much pressure mm-hmm. on, like, a young person, because also, like, you know, you're modeling, these are, like, jobs that, like, you have to, like, go in, and, like, hopefully they like you, yeah. and it's just, like, the entire situation feels like a lot of, like, pressure. Yeah. Um, but do you feel like you can, like, handle a lot of pressure now? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I feel like, um, I don't know, I just like have been modeling for so long. And I think, you know, it is a very harsh industry. But I think I've definitely kind of just like, I don't really care anymore. Like, I get it. Like, people aren't going to like you. People are going to think you're not cute. People are going to think you're too fat, too skinny. Like, there's always going to be something. And I feel like with time, I'm just like, that, does, that doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> Yeah, like, I I don't know when I stopped caring, but, like, sometimes I genuinely am, like, maybe I should care just, like, slightly a yeah. little bit more, but I just can't do yeah. it at this point. Like, it's too late. <laughs> me too. No. I can't go back. Me too. And I'm just, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm at the mindset, even, like, my new agency that I signed with, like, I signed with the Society, like, a couple years ago, and at that time, I, like, didn't want to be a model anymore I didn't want to have an agency and like they approached me asking to be my agents and I was like look guys like I'll do this if you understand that like I'm not someone who's gonna be like chasing jobs I don't like I'm not trying to like pursue a career as a model like I'm happy to work with clients who appreciate me like as a person and like as an individual um with my own style and my own taste but you know like I'm not just a model. You know, like, I'm covered in tattoos. I, like, dress a certain way. I'm Which isn't gonna... very, like, yeah. generally acceptable as, like, a model. Like, exactly. You're supposed to be, like, a blank canvas. Exactly. Yeah. And you're supposed to, like, wear all black, like, tight clothes. I'm like, that's just, when you go to your casting, it's like, that's just not what I've I'm going to do. I've never seen you wear that in my yeah. life. <laughs> I'm like, I've never seen her just wear, like, a yeah. little, no, 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 no. But I feel like that, and that's kind of, um, like, the beauty of the internet, even, like, the rise of, like, influencer culture. It's, like, now brands do appreciate, like, that individual individuality and like they do appreciate someone who has brings their own style to the table rather than just like the blank canvas which is kind of I think a nice shift like there's been a lot of shifts in I think like the influencer world Mm -hmm. or the influencer space that I'm like "Mm, not that (laughs) that is one thing that I'm like okay this is cool that they actually want you to be creative right and like allow you to you know put your own spin on it and like from your own POV and not just like look like every other you know kind of content that's out there right. but like that's not going to be every brand so yeah. like that's why like yeah like you want to be selective and like work with a brand that's like in alignment with you mm-hmm. and like allows you that space to be actually creative because if not that then like what the fuck yeah no I feel like every time I, I like I'm talking to a brand about a potential whatever partnership I'm like okay but it's only if like I get to be myself like I there's no worse feeling for me than like being on set and being put in like an outfit or hair or makeup that 
is just like so far from what it I would like ever. A costume. Yeah, and it just it makes you feel silly and like insecure, and I don't know. I just feel like then like the content or the pictures like just never. It's not come a ref- across well. It's not a reflection of you, and I think yeah. that like you. You have like the type of I think presence where like you're very much yourself, mm-hmm. like all the time. It just very like it, whether it's like TikTok or Instagram, I'm like oh this is just like Lindsay mm-hmm. being Lindsay, which is <laughs> I think does translate to like your audience and like mm-hmm. they can see that. So in that same way, they would be able to be like, okay, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing something that does yeah. not make any sense for you, they're gonna yeah. be like, girl, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, and like look, sometimes I still do have to do stuff that is kind of I mean, I try to really stay sometimes true you to just myself. Need some money. Yeah. Sometimes stuff happens and but people call me out because I think that the people who like follow me do <laughs> recognize so that. And people will be like, girl, we know you're not wearing this shit. And I'm like, it's like shut up. Shut up. Maybe I am. Um but I feel like even like I don't know. Even if, for instance, like I'm modeling like a pair of shoes that like maybe I wouldn't like buy myself, I still like like to look at it and be like, okay, how can I then like style it and make it myself and make it interesting? Which I feel like is a cool challenge. And also like as a consumer, like someone who's like looking at that product, like I think that's cool from like a consumer standpoint. You know, I completely like, agree. I don't know. I'm like I buy sh- I buy stuff from other influencers when they like make it. Yeah, they make it their own. They're oh no, I literally feel like I'm constantly buying shit that my either my friends, <laughs> especially like a beauty product. Yeah. I'm like I'm buying this right now. Oh my god, because- beauty products are so bad because I just like I'm like okay now my skincare routine is what 45 steps. Is it along- really? No, but like I have used a lot of products and I'm like Wait, what this do you is use? just so drop the skincare routine. Like recently, I found this girl. Oh, I wish I knew her name. I'll find it for you. But she's like older she's like 40 something and her skin's like insane is it charlotte no I don't okay think so it's I mean, another she's, like she's not even 40 like, but i don't know why i just yeah. said charlotte but her skin's like insane and her skincare product it's basically like 10 different toners like, what hydrating toners and like essences and they're all like korean i don't know so i literally bought like five of them and now i use like so many but it works i, don't know. I mean your skin looks radiant and beautiful Thanks. and plump i i'm not gonna lie i am in a weird toner phase right now mm-hmm. which is I don't normally use one. Like, I feel like I would, like, kind of dabble in it, like, Mm -hmm. when I was younger, when I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just putting things on my face. But now I'm like, I use a milky, hydrating toner with, like, ceramides. Yeah. I'm like, this is so nice. No, it's so good. I feel like my skin just, like, actually absorbs it, Mm -hmm. which is, like, the best feeling. Because I'm like, if it feels like it's just sitting, I don't want it. I'll wash it off. Yeah. And I, like, layer them. Like, she loves to layer them. I don't know. Basically, my face just always looks, like, soaking wet after I do my skincare routine. I mean, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like, the way that I'll powder my face, but then immediately, like, douse it in a spray, (laughs) which, like, completely defeats the purpose. The balance between, like, being dewy and looking like you just got out of a swimming pool is, is, is hard to achieve. It's but. it's a skill. I it's not always. Yeah. I will say the final product is not always Especially what I would in like. Summertime. It to be. Oh like. my god. <laughs> I'm like, I just look greasy for sure. but because And I look extra greasy because I'm wearing so much fucking sunscreen. Yeah. And like just compulsively putting like multiple layers on every part of my mm-hmm. face. And then I feel like it just looks so shiny. Like a nice little sunscreen is like, ooh, pretty mm-hmm. glow. A fuck ton? No, it's, it's giving mm-hmm. girl wash your face. <laughs> like, what's going on? But... Um, I kind of wanted to talk about your brand because Mm -hmm. first of all, okay, so I knew that you had a brand, but again, I'm doing my little deep dive. Were you hand making everything yourself when you first created the brand? Yeah. So like my brand kind of came to be, basically I graduated in 2020 
from fashion design school. So, I mean, everybody at that point, it was like Mar- or May 2020, everybody's oh, like, fuck. what the fuck's going on? Oh, fuck. So, Not obviously, I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go look for a job now in the fashion. And, like, just no. Not the time. Which I never honestly really did want to work for, like, a company or another designer. Yeah. So, I feel like in a way, it was kind of a blessing in disguise, not to call the pandemic a blessing, but it was like... It's fine. We can find a silver lining. Yeah, it's okay. That was kind of the only option was like, okay, I guess I'm going to work on my own stuff, Um, which is exactly... I just had all the time in the world Mm -hmm. to like knit and make clothes. Um, And then I just like started selling it on Depop and it just like very slowly grew. Um, Yeah. And then I think like in 2021, I made an actual website and just kept growing. Then I got studio space. And all my friends were like, okay, you need to have employees. And I was like, because you were, even when you got a studio space, it was just, yeah, it was just me. Crazy. So like, I wasn't really releasing that much. I think I would spend like whatever, a couple months making like a little collection Mm -hmm. of like whatever, 25 items. And then I would release them. But um, yeah. And then I was like, I should take this more seriously. Got employees last August and yeah just like growing and growing I have like my knitwear factory in Queens I have cut and sew factory in like Midtown um but yeah it's interesting because we still have like so many different like we still do the the handmade stuff Mm -hmm. I still make it the the handmade pieces but it's me it's not all me that's for sure um and then we have like our knitwear factory and then cut and sew factory so it's like all these different I don't know. That's so fucking Thing. cool. Yeah. But wait, so this is kind of random, but it makes sense in my brain. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask it. Do you know what your personality type is? Like, are you type A or type B? I don't know. Like, do you feel like you like to be in control or yeah. like you like to delegate work or like work in a team? I think I like to be in control. Okay. So you're a little bit more type A. Like, I think I was scared to get employees initially because I was just like, this is my baby mm-hmm. and this is like, I, obviously, when it was just me, like there was nobody else making decisions and nobody else, you know, doing anything. Um, so it was scary to imagine. Um, I guess just like other people having a hand in my in my baby, you know, like yeah. in my brand. Um, but it's really been so nice. I found like so many great people who I think just like understand. Which that's my the brand. hardest and scariest yeah. part is making sure that like if you're employing someone to work on your baby, your mm-hmm. child, your infant. Mm-hmm. They need to get the, they need to understand yeah. like what it really is. Exactly. And so like, that's really amazing that like you were able to find people and like, be like, oh, like you get it. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. But I think also like for a long time, I was kind of just like scared to even take it seriously as like an actual business because that just felt, I guess, like intimidating. And I don't know, I don't know. Fashion is just scary. Also, I never, um, I still think of my, my knitwear, my brand as like, I always want it to firstly be like my my passion and like my mm-hmm. hobby and like what makes me happy more so than like a stream of income or right. like a business. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it was just sc- it was just scary. I think to think of it as as an actual business, but I just let it. Oh, there's the other kitty cat. <laughs> Grammy has emerged. The gremlin oh, is so here. Cute. She's literally a little furball. She just got brushed today. She's going to get a haircut soon and look oh like a God, little I naked rat. Wait, so you, because, okay, now we're just going in a completely different direction. I know about Soup, the bunny. Mm-hmm. She yeah. has a bunny named Soup. You have two dogs. One is Bonk. Yeah. What is the other dog? The Go- big goober. Oh, my God. I'm going to go. I literally, the, I met, I think, Bonk 
yeah once i brought her out to an influencer <laughs> you literally brought her to like a jay linderberg event that was like literally maybe the third day i had her and i was just like so scared of leaving her at home i had like crazy because I, I never had this with my first dog but i had like crazy like baby anxiety i don't know like she was just so small so like i was always just, she like, was a baby i was like she's just gonna like die or like she's gonna like get lost or she's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna like get I, lost. I couldn't sleep through the night for like 10 days because i was just scared that i was gonna like roll over on top of her in my sleep or like she was gonna like you were a new mom implode like i don't know (laughs) yeah she's very poofy so yeah i brought her everywhere for for the first bit because i just like thought that's what i had to do but she's so chilled to just hang at home especially because like there's the whole little zoo that's what i'm like okay so you have three pets living in your home are Mm -hmm. they all living harmoniously yeah the bunnies the pups they're just all friends they play together yeah they're all chilling I think I've talked to you about this before. I'm actually sure I have because anyone who says the word bunny, I'm immediately like bunnies are the best pets ever because I had two bunnies growing up and like I had cats and chickens and they would all play together and like lay together. They were friends like they had like a little animal community together. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like bunnies aren't spoken about accurately. And I feel like like, yeah, people like so yeah, we had a cat too. She like lived till 19. God rest her soul. But um, yeah, so before that, it was like a cat, a dog and a bunny. And people were always like, how do they all get along? And I was like, guys, like, I think we're conditioned to think that animals like hate each other and want to fight but no. really like if you provide a loving environment, environment yeah. like they're gonna chill like obviously you know some if you like adopt a dog that has had like a scary life like Maybe sometimes traumatized. yeah but if you like you can always teach animals to like that they can trust where they are yeah. and like to be comfortable um yeah so like the bunny is so chill he is always just like lounging around bonk like does kind of harass him sometimes because like i think she thinks that he's a bunny or like a pomeranian too and like wants to play but he's just like laying there he's just like being a bunny like wiggling his little nose just like i don't know what you want from me yeah he always just wants to sleep and eat he is so hungry all the time it's crazy no bunnies are so fucking cute i've yet to meet soup but i will i'm He's the it's, best. it's my goal for 2023 that's yeah. my only goal He's meet meet soup we just shaved all his hair off though so he's kind of not cute right now but like completely like except his head are you supposed to do that? i mean when i had bunnies i was a small child and i don't know why my parents just left everything they were like you whatever food you think that the bunny should eat that's <laughs> i'm like why would you trust me with this i am a child <laughs> but like are you supposed to shave them like you don't necessarily have to he was just like really matted and i can tell it was like bothering him and he like doesn't love to be brushed so i was like okay this is we're just starting fresh for the summertime but it's grown back a lot already yeah it's also really confusing to me because fifi hates being brushed and i'm like i just wish someone would brush my hair i feel like cats are like are so chill when it comes to grooming like you don't really have to do much he will not let me brush him yeah he acts like i'm but like see, he looks great though pulling a gun on him but <laughs> gremmy on the other hand Loves literally it. if i put the brush away she will start slamming her body into the cabinet <laughs> yeah. like brush more more brushing I, i'm like it sure feels good like I'm they're just sure so dramatic it does but it. i'm like yeah. i don't think i should be brushing you for this long that feels like i'm like you have no hair left because <laughs> the literally the big amount of hair yeah, which there used to be a bird that was nesting on my fire escape and so sometimes i would take <laughs> Grammy's fur and give it to the the bird was using it for her nest she or the comfiest nest ever literally and then the bird one day was not there anymore but the nest is still there and it makes me really worried because I'm like where were the eggs 
you never laid them. You never, I've never saw them. And where the fuck are you? And I'm worried about that bird. And I hope that that bird is okay. <laughs> she moved on. I hope, she I hope like, she's alive. Cat hair I know. Maybe it was a cat hair. She was she's like, allergic. What the fuck is this? She had an allergic reaction to yeah. Grammy and her gremlin hair. But no, I feel like cats are like super adaptable and like animals in general. I'm like, yeah. Like the fact that I literally, my chickens, roosters, mm-hmm. cats, bunnies, they would eat each other's food, which sometimes yeah. was a little problematic <laughs> because the chickens were eating food that definitely had chicken yeah. in it. And I was like, I do not like this. You're yeah. being a cannibal. And like, I really wish you would not <laughs> do that. But chickens, I will say, again, smarter than people think they are, but mm-hmm. not the smartest. Yeah. <laughs> not the smartest. Yeah. But I did used to paint my rooster's nails, which probably no was like inhuman <gasps> or something. But That's I was so 10 cute. years old. I want chickens. I or feel ducks. like... I'm scared of ducks. Mm. I don't like know. cute ones, not like the scary ones. I, I don't know, know that they exist. <laughs> I feel like any duck. Maybe I, just baby ones. A duckling. Yeah. I'll dig a duckling, but ducks I feel like are like always like approaching mm. in like a way of like, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, that's kind of true. And then you I'm like, have a point there. I'm really scared of you right now, even though you're literally a duck. Yeah. I but, definitely don't have like the biggest love for birds. I feel like they're just like always pooping too, like liquid and the flying and the flying the it's flapping like, i don't trust it like why can you fly like you should like no like i feel like it's the, it's the ability to fly that it's alarming to me i had lovebirds actually i had several lovebirds because they die like that's one thing about lovebirds they're gonna die and then you can't just have one lovebird because then that lovebird will fucking die like they need to be a pair Aww. so i'm pretty sure i had like a total of 12 lovebirds but like i never wanted any of them mm. <laughs> They were forced to find My you. parents got me lovebirds as a birthday gift. <laughs> Every which year. Which was kind of adorable. No, so they got them for me being like, look at this cute little gift that we got you. And then just had to consistently replace them because mm-hmm. it was like, well, fuck, one of them died. But then I freed the last one that died. I named my last two Jesus and Mary. <laughs> and Jesus died. <laughs> so I freed Mary. <laughs> And apparently that's really fucked up that I did that because I later found out like Mary probably also died. Yeah. But I I was, I didn't want them. Not in vain. (laughs) I did not want the lovebirds. I did not want the birds. I don't know why my parents thought like, I know what I'll get you birds, like kind of cute, but also like, I don't want a bird. (laughs) Um, But wait, so I know that you are married, but Mm. it's very Arab of you to be married right now (laughs) because I'm like... Because you've been married for a little while, right? Uh, almost two years, yeah. So how old were you when you got married? Uh, 24. Me not being able to do math. I'm like, Let's do that. <laughs> That's kind of young. Yeah, no, it's really young, Like I think. I'm like, for like as an Arab, I will say it's like by that point you should have a child <laughs> because you've probably been married for a few years. But like it's very, I don't, I don't know many people like specifically in our industry who are like – married no like, it me just neither. feels so serious no it is i mean it is it's literally marriage <laughs> it's literally I was a contract. young um so yeah we've been married for like two years um but we've been together for like almost five so i don't i i never like thought i definitely never thought i'd be like married at this age and i also like never like dreamed about a wedding yeah. or like anything traditional in terms of like having a family and all of that but oh god this sounds so cheesy but like I don't know I was just seeing Tyler we had lived together for a few years and I was just like okay I've dated enough men prior to know that this is good this is it and like this is yeah like I don't know we just have like such a great relationship where like not only is he like my romantic partner but it's also like my partner in everything and like 
the person that I want to like build my life with um and I feel like I knew that like pretty early on again like I still never thought that we would get married um but then yeah I mean he proposed when we were in Costa Rica and I was like fuck yeah like <laughs> I like never really never questioned it um but yeah you know people are always like quite surprised and they like will ask me like why and I'm like I don't know like why not though Oh, hey, it's me, Noor. Do you want to listen to more episodes of Arab American Psycho, except for it's literally just fucking me talking for an hour straight? You can subscribe to patreon.com slash Arab American Psycho, where I upload three solo exclusive episodes every fucking month where I talk shit about myself and my life and I talk shit about other people, which is one of the main reasons I haven't promoted my Patreon too hard because I really be talking shit. Uh, But yeah, I put a lot of time and effort into it. So fuck it. I'm going to do an ad read on my own show because it's my show. So subscribe if you want to or don't, but enjoy the rest of this episode. I don't know. Like, I still think, I don't know. People ask me a lot, like, oh, like, how does it feel to be married? I'm like, nothing changed. Like, didn't feel, like, different. Like, other than the fact that, you know, like, I don't know, on paper we're <laughs> legally bound. But I think, um, you know, nothing changed in terms of, of our relationship. We already, like, kind lived of together. felt married. Yeah, because yeah, it had been quite a long time and lived together and kind of shared everything together. Um, but also, like, I think it's important that you can like make your own rules in your marriage and like you can kind of like define what marriage means to you. I think like when people think of marriage, they think of like something like very traditional and like strict and like you do everything together and like you, you know, they don't have like any separation in your lives. And like, that's very not, that's not the case with us, but um, I don't know. Yeah. I think just like in terms of like, that's the person that I, want to like share my life absolutely you know no i like i feel like it's like really special that like you both were able to recognize that like at a younger age and like Mm. be like oh this is actually a real Mm -hmm. thing that i don't think i'll find Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i'm like i think there's like a level of maturity yeah that also comes with that because it's like people grow at different paces Mm -hmm. and stuff so i'm like yeah i think like you should get married whenever it's just like the right person. That's literally yeah. the only element that I think determines whether or not you should fucking right. do it. But yeah, also like I feel like every kind of traditional thing I can think of, I'm like, is a little unhealthy. Yeah, no, like, exactly. <laughs> you like you basically just described like we're not codependent. I'm yeah, like, that's so good. I'm and happy. I feel like also like in the beginning of our relationship, like I think we were kind of codependent. Or I, I'll speak for myself. Like <laughs> I definitely was like kind of jealous and like kind of was codependent because I was like still had insecurities from like previous like toxic relationships that I would just like project onto our relationship um but like as I grew and like figured out that like okay this relationship is healthy and I need to like stop being crazy and like pretending that there's like sketchy things going on when there's not um and like just actually became like a trusting person and like we both were then able to like have our separate lives and like there be no jealousy and there be no like I don't know but very independent you need to feel safe though to be able to like feel that so yeah yeah, it's like normal that like if you were in a relationship prior where like there was like a lack of safety and trust that like you're gonna kind of be like yeah just on edge it definitely took a while yeah but yeah it's actually like such a nice feeling to just like be in an actually healthy relationship and i feel like people like throw that term around a lot like i'm in a healthy relationship i'm like are you really because i used to say that and i wasn't so um but yeah it's just nice to like we both have like our own thing going on we have like our separate social circle circles yada yada but like at the end of the day like we come home to each other and like that's the person like who knows everything about me and like 
gives me the greatest advice and is my biggest supporter um, and vice versa. And I don't know, that's just, it's really nice to have. It's so nice. I'm like, yeah, no, you, I feel like definitely have your own like life in mm-hmm. that way. Cause I didn't know you were married for a long time <laughs> and also have never met your, it, I don't know why saying husband feels like I need to whisper like your husband. I literally don't even like to say husband either because it just sounds so formal. And I, what do you call him? Like my man's, my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, my boy toy. Yeah, I'll just say like Tyler. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> I just feel like if I'm talking in a group of people who like don't know me, and I'll be like my husband, then everybody will be like, wait, what? Like uh, I'm like, oh, it's, it's. you're like I have a secret husband. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, like. It's just nice to. Were your parents like kind of like, what are you doing? Or were they just like, yay? I feel like, yeah, they were kind of like, yay. They were kind of pissed because we just got married at like City Hall and like, oh, wait. Nobody, nobody was there. And like, and you hadn't told them. No, no, no. I oh, told them oh, we were okay, getting right, married, right. but like, they were just kind of offended. I think that like they weren't invited, but I was like, guys, nobody's invited. Cause it's like, once you invite one person, you have to invite everybody. Everyone. And like, I'm just like, I was mentioning earlier, like the idea of like attention being on me, like makes me want to vomit. So I just like, I just wanted my wedding day to be like actually just us and yeah. like have like an actual special moment and not think about like, what other people are thinking right. or what other people are feeling because or like, that's, are people having fun? Inevitably like, what it's going to turn into. Yeah. And like, I, I salute people who have like those extravagant weddings. Cause I just, I would have a panic. Attack. It feels very emotionally taxing. Like, yeah. like when people are like, Oh, she's like a bridezilla. I'm like, maybe, but also like, can you imagine no, how I would be having difficult it is <laughs> yeah. to try to like cater to like yeah. your wants and needs maybe. Mm-hmm. And then your parents and then his parents like, or like, your friends mm-hmm. and like random shit that like just can it just piles up and then yeah, like no. you're not doing anything for yourself that at just that sounds point. scary yeah but yeah so they were kind of like oh like i think kind of offended but i was like guys nobody was invited it's not like an exclusionary thing but no they they love him um he's like really close with my whole family and really close with my brother which makes that's, me so happy that's really nice yeah, yeah no it's so nice they're like <laughs> homies and like it's so nice for us to all hang out but um yeah i mean i feel like they knew that I was like, okay, this is my, this is my man. Yeah. But yeah, they're really happy. And I feel like parents can like, just like, for whatever reason, I don't know. I'm always talking about how like specifically moms, I feel like have like this super fucking freaky power where they just know shit. Yeah. Like, you don't say, you say nothing yeah. about it. And they just like, you say it and they're like, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I'm like, why? How? This is such a strange. Are you reading my mind? Yeah. Like, stop this. Yeah. I'm like, it's like, I was like connected to you at some point in time mm-hmm. and then detached, which today I literally texted my mom and I said, I wish I could crawl into your womb, which is, I would imagine an alarming text to receive from your adult child. She was like, I knew you were going to say With that. no contacts. If she said that, I would just be like, you're a freak. Of course. <laughs> she literally responded and said, I'm in a meeting. <laughs> Period. I'm in a leave meeting. Me alone. She No, the way my mom is just like, everyone leave me the fuck alone. I'm working. And like, I want to come home. And I want to take a nap. And I want no one to talk to me. And I'm like, honestly, I feel that. I get that. Okay. So, and we were chatting about this a little before we started mm. recording, like how being an influencer, it's like, okay, it, it's a job. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, if Mm -hmm. we're looking at like skills and, and like difficulty and stuff, like being an influencer can be tedious, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't think it's like comparable to like, like we were saying, like a nine to five type of job. No, I just, yeah. I feel like I've seen like a weird influx of like TikToks of like people kind of defending being an influencer, like feeling like they have to like justify themselves to the internet be like it is hard and like it is which like you don't have to do like you can just admit that 
<laughs> we make a lot of money to do, you know. Silly, goofy things. Silly, goofy things. And like, yeah, of course, there was like difficult aspects as there is in literally any single job. But yeah, to compare it to like a nine to five and I don't know, banking or being a doctor or like, you know what I mean? Just like. Imagine comparing it to being a doctor. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if someone has. <laughs> if someone ever said that, I would immediately slap them across the face. Um, I would become violent. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have like kind of shame attached to like being referred to as an influencer just because I do feel like it is so like I don't know I don't want to call it silly but like it's derogatory it feels derogatory it literally does and people do like obviously there is like this culture of like hating influencers and like a lot of that is kind of valid like I feel like there is again like if I was listening to someone trying to like justify how influencing is like a hard job I'd be like I hate you um but I feel like why can we just not all admit that like it's like the easiest buck it's, in the world. It like, really <laughs> is for the amount of money you get paid and the work yeah. put in. Like it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Again, I'm not mad about it, but it does not make sense. I but feel like it's like I feel like the money is valid because it's like these brands should be paying right content creators a lot for advertising. No, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like that's why I'll never like feel bad about like how much I charge. Oh no, a I've huge, never felt bad. A huge business, but like in the context of like how hard other people have to work for like that same amount of money. Yeah. I feel kind of like ridiculous sometimes being like, I'm an influencer, but um, I don't know. Like, I just feel lucky really. Like it's such a gift and it's like, it's such a blessing to be able to like do that to fund like my brand and to fund the things that I like actually care about. But I think like also, like, I, I don't know. I hate the term also because this is just like something I've been doing forever. Like, I don't know. Wait, like, when did you start like, like, I, like having like an my, online presence. Literally my whole life, I was obsessed with, like, putting outfits on and, like, forcing my brother. Like, <laughs> way before Instagram, I'd force my brother to take pictures of my outfits and I would, like, make Facebook albums. That's and, so like, cute. Yeah, like, I was just obsessed with styling outfits and, like, taking photos. Like, it was always something I liked to do. So, like, really since, like, the beginning of Instagram, like, I loved I loved it. I was like, this is the best app ever. I love to take pictures of my outfits. Um, and then – like from that I just naturally like gained followers and then of course with that comes like just brands interest in like working with me but like I never I guess like tried I guess like quote tried to be an influencer so I guess like I get defensive in that sense I'm like okay guys like I'm not trying to like exploit my life like this is like just gen like genuinely what I love to do and it always has been am I going to like accept job like cash offers to do what I still love to do of course yeah um but I think yeah I started like ma- actually making money off of Instagram like really in like during the pandemic I think like I think it like kind of started in like 2019 2018 but I think like during the pandemic I got a lot of people asking me like to do like at home shoots mm-hmm. and stuff um and kind of like crossing over with like my modeling clients I mm-hmm. guess um so yeah it really like has been like only a few years that I've been like really able to like make a living off of it. Um, which again, like it feels so surreal and crazy because it is just like what I love. Um, but again, I do try to like always make sure like what I'm doing is like true to myself. Cause I feel like you can, you can tell when like there's influencers like every, and this is no shade, like get your fucking bag. Like, but like if every post is an ad and like every post is an ad for like, I don't like bloating pills or like, Oh, that's yeah. You know, no, it's like, that's, like, let's have like a little 
integrity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I feel like that is unfortunately, I think a big reason why there's like a stigma around it. It's because people, people are selling everything. People are being disingenuous. And like, the thing is, is like, not to say that I'm like, Oh, I'm like the most ethical influencer who's ever walked Mm. this earth. But like, sincerely, I'm like, if I feel like a brand has unethical practices i'm not working with that Mm -hmm. brand like i have so many brands that are like on the bds list where i'm like i'm not gonna work with you because your factories are here or there and like i i just will not do it i don't care what the price is but then also like i feel like when it comes to like a fashion brand i'm more willing to be flexible because like you were saying like "Hmm, maybe like this isn't what i would like normally buy but i think it's cute Mm -hmm. and it's like a fun little challenge to now like work it into my wardrobe and make Mm -hmm. it feel like me, mm-hmm. but like with skincare and makeup, I'm definitely more choosy. Cause I'm like, I want people to actually like get good shit. Yeah. Like it's, you know what I mean? No, it's like, sure. also it's like your skin, it's your face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to promote a product that I don't think does anything. Not exactly. So it's like, I feel like that's what pisses me off. If I see an influencer, like every fucking day being like, this is yeah. the best X, Y, and Z. And then the next day it's like the same item and it's like this is the best foundation i'm like they can't all be the best right and i feel like also then you're kind of just like destroying the trust Mm -hmm. that your followers have for you anyway so it's like are you even going to be able to sell that anyway there's no return on their investment right like if uh i don't know i think like if your followers can tell that you do have like that genuine care for the deals you're accepting then like wouldn't they be more inclined to like listen to what you're promoting and like you know what i mean um, but yeah, I don't know. It is, it is just still the craziest, <laughs> but I craziest will say, though. I also like, I think that a reason why, and like, I'm like, of course I'm bringing it back to like misogyny in some way, mm-hmm. but I do think that there is some like in misogyny, internalized misogyny course, yeah. that's being projected in like the hatred sure. of influencers. Cause I'm like, it's an industry that's like, I don't even know how much money the influencer industry is at, mm-hmm. at this point, but I'm assuming like billions maybe. Yeah. And then it's like very much just female led. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, is it a little silly? Sure. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of cool because I'm like, yeah. damn, like it's very much led by women. And yeah. how many industries are led by women? And who can like, su- like so many women who can support themselves like solely off of that. Like that's badass as fuck. And like, but people will always find a way to like diminish anything that women are doing. Exactly. Um, um but yeah i mean like fashion specifically i feel like it's always been like seen as this like frivolous like thing that doesn't really matter and doesn't actually contribute anything to society because it is like a a quote-unquote like woman's interest Mm -hmm. um but yeah i definitely i mean i made a tiktok about it like Mm -hmm. i think that the hatred of influencers is kind of just like really misogyny like unless you want to discuss like the actual issues like unless you want to be like hey like i really hate when influencers like promote fast fashion like that's that's valid that's valid. also like then we have to talk about the people who are right making the like fast the fashion. corporations the that are actually are buying yeah. fast fashion yeah. the, you know like it's not the influencers but i don't even think the burden issue. is on the consumers it's very much just like on these big companies that are like yeah doing this like yeah. that's the root of the problem so mm-hmm. i'm like i feel like if i'm looking at this i'm like okay where is this stemming from it's mm-hmm. stemming from here and it's like sure maybe the like consumers should yeah, yeah be more conscious and sure maybe influencers should be more uh kind of responsible mm-hmm. with like their quote-unquote influence or whatever but it's still not gonna solve the problem like yeah. that's not where the solution lies so i'm like i 
totally understand and I feel like it is valid but it's Mm -hmm. also like you should redirect that at the appropriate source yeah so if you want to like email Jeff Bezos like definitely fucking do that but I'm like also like I don't know and a lot of influencers well I guess I was probably really young when I started but I'm like a lot of them are super fucking young and I'm like am I really gonna like I don't know, like hold a 21 year old accountable for like how, like (laughs) how like conscious they are about like, you know what I mean? It's like how, how much responsibility can we put on this Mm -hmm. person who just legally became able to drink? Right. You know? And it's like, also when I hear people like complain about influencers, like babe, like you can totally just unfollow them. Like you can also that. Yeah. Like you don't have to engage with them at all. Like, people act like it's like an unavoidable thing i saw these tiktoks of probably like a few weeks ago it was actually kind of hilarious and entertaining where they were talking about how like it was like a girl being like i went to this event and everyone was so fucking all the influencers were so like bitchy and like rude which Mm. i'm like i feel like that's almost never happened to me and you probably should probably even try to like actually talk to but like also like in any job like i feel like i've had worse like bitchy coworkers at like my old job like where I worked in an office than I ever have in like the influencer industry mm-hmm. because also like okay this person isn't maybe that nice maybe you talk to someone else or I think another thing is a lot of influencers work for themselves at home and mm-hmm. like are not interacting with people and maybe just have social anxiety yeah <laughs> like anytime someone is rude to me I'm like I'm gonna give you like one or two more chances mm-hmm. because maybe you're just really uncomfortable in this environment and this yeah. interaction is like stressing you out mm-hmm. and like that's the reason for the expression on your face mm-hmm. it's not that you actually hate me yeah you probably <laughs> want to cry yeah i'm literally me and i'm yeah. like very socially anxious and i've definitely like i ha- have ha- heard like through the grapevine that people think i'm like bitchy or like, that's people so think funny. yeah people think i'm like pretentious and i'm like i literally couldn't be farther from no. the truth but like do i feel very uncomfortable in some situations that are like social slash like fashion events yes but um I think, like, again, because it's, like, a woman-led thing and a fashion-based thing. It's so easy to hate women. Exactly. Like, people just want to be like, oh, you must all be, like, pretentious bitches because you work in fashion and you work in this realm, you know? But it's, like, I don't know. I kind of can't really think of anyone that, like, I know that I think is, like, oh, that person is, like, fucking pretentious. (laughs) Like, they think that they're God's gift to mankind. Yeah, no, me neither. Like, I'm, like, I don't know who these people are. I'm sure they exist. I'm confident Mm -hmm. that they exist, but, like, it, I don't think it's, like, what is happening all the time. Like, it's not the norm, but Mm -hmm. also, if, like, there was, like, someone who was being fucking rude, I feel like it's, yeah, like, maybe that person's having a bad fucking day. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've gone to events. I'm, like, I can be social, but I also could be very, like, introverted. And mm. It's not even, like, a shy thing. I'm just, like, I'm just, I have nothing you don't to have contribute. The energy. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have the energy. And, like, maybe I'm thinking about something else. And I'm, like, yeah, my resting face is un- unfriendly. <laughs> not not pleasant. Not nice. <laughs> unpleasant. Unpleasant. It looks like, yeah, I want to fucking fight someone. But I'm, like, I definitely don't. I'm probably just dissociating. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> That's what you're seeing is me just not. That's fishing. the root of it. Yeah, I'm not mentally me. here. Yeah, me too. But yeah, you're literally one of the nicest people. So I'm like, that's so funny that anyone <laughs> is saying that you're not nice. I'm like, I don't know that that's possible <laughs> for you to just be bitchy, like unprovoked to someone. I'm like, I can't picture yeah. that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's it's definitely a weird realm to exist in. But again, like it's just I feel so lucky to be able to Same. like do our thing yeah 
No, because that's literally all it is. It's like, yes, maybe it's a little bit of a silly job, but there's a lot of silly jobs. Mm -hmm. And it's not, we're not hurting anyone. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why not? Yeah. I think people just like like to have like somewhere to like project their hate onto. or like Yeah. Or like gossip or, you know. Which, like, I, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I'll watch a TV show and, like, say, like, such foul things that, yeah. like, I don't even know that I even believe. Yeah. It's just, like, we're watching a show. I'm with my friend. Let's talk some shit. Uh-huh. Why not? It's mm-hmm. for sport. But I don't, like, I'm not going to go online and, like, go on fucking Reddit and, that, like, yeah. be like, and I think this bitch <laughs> looks so bad. And, like, why? Like, genuinely, I'm, like, I... I've said this before, like, I have to assume it's, like, children. Mm-hmm. Like, small children who are doing it. Like, th- Especially that's... Especially on Reddit. I'm like, who goes on Reddit? But everybody, I don't know. I mean, I go on Reddit, but I, I don't participate. Mm-hmm. I just, like, read things. Mm-hmm. It's a really great source of information. It, it, it actually is. I've literally gone on to, like, read about bunny rabbits or, like, things that I need information on that, like, Google doesn't provide. It's, like, a deep dive. But it also is scary. I need TikTok to fix their search engine because I feel like TikTok would be a better source if the search bar were mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'll like look for something like I was looking, okay, the best ways to groom a ragamuffin, which mm-hmm. is the breed that Grammy is. And like just the way the search engine is like configured on TikTok, they really need to work on that. I don't even use, yeah, I don't even use it. It's not I feel good. Like it's... So then I went on Reddit. TikTok's so strange. Like I don't understand the algorithm. I literally like watched one TikTok last night about like, the best restaurant to go in like Lisbon or something somewhere in Portugal. And then my entire feed for like 10 minutes after that was all about places to go in Portugal. And I'm like, that doesn't, that's not I, what I want. I'm not obsessed with Portugal. Yeah. It was just, I just wanted to watch. Wait, are you going video. to Portugal? No. <laughs> like, yeah. Why, why were you doing this? I don't know. It was like a pretty sunset restaurant. <laughs> but also wait, you just recently, I'm probably going to say the wrong thing. Did you get a green card, a visa, some type of document yeah, where now you can card. travel? She, yeah. She's free. Yeah. She's a free elf. Yeah. So speaking of marriage, like I'm Canadian. So like I was here for school um, and got married and I was like in the process of getting um, like a, a one mm-hmm. through my agency. But then when Tyler proposed, I was like, you know what? This is a lot more legit because like with the green card, you like a marriage green card, you really can't like get denied unless you like fuck up your application yeah. or unless your marriage is like fake um but like an o1 visa is like really annoying like you basically have to prove that you're like the best model in the world that's so uh, funny yeah no it's insane um but yeah so i couldn't leave the country for two years which was insane and that's, really, that's kind of a long time it like really wasn't that big of a deal like it, Every time I would be dramatic about it, I would, like, have to remind myself, okay, like, some people, like, never get to leave the country yeah. in their whole lives. So, like, it's really fine. But I definitely did start to feel like just because I knew I couldn't, therefore, yes. it, like, made me feel even more, like, like trapped. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just got it a few months ago. And I was, like, booked a, <laughs> booked a flight to Mexico City, like, the same day. Oh, yeah. Day. Literally, like, I'm going to Mexico. Yeah. Bye. Um. But, yeah, it was nice. Because, like, I don't know. I did a lot of traveling within the States during that time. But, like, obviously, I miss, like just experiencing like a new culture that's not there's only like okay america is like there's some beautiful places that you could look at with your eyes but it's like it's it's all there's only so much yeah yeah like you need you need to see other things yeah yeah so and i'm going to europe next week i'm like just get me just get me out of here oh are you going to paris no i'm going to saint-tropez for a work trip i don't think better i don't think i would ever like buy myself a trip there apparently it's like really expensive um and then i'm going to italy with my bestie and then i'm going to slovenia to like visit family 
wait is this all back to back like going from one place to the next yeah. how the fuck are you packing i don't know <laughs> it's like the panic you're like i, I just know. got a new suitcase that's really large so i'm hoping because wait how long are you gonna be gone for like three weeks that's a long time yeah okay so you're bringing a checked bag mm-hmm. scary and a carry-on big carry-on yeah, I'm, yeah. Huh? you know i'm like i don't know i'm like i feel like those are different climates now i'm stressed yeah i'm now going I'm like worried. i'm going like beach to city oh and i'm a- ending in amsterdam which is also kind of like city i'd say have you been have you been to amsterdam before? Mm-hmm. i love amsterdam i love so it so much it's literally the most like picturesque like if i were to live somewhere like that's the place it just doesn't even feel like a real place really it feels like a like a disney world like yeah. set or so, like it does not feel like a real place yeah the first time i went there i just like did shrooms and like literally felt like i was in like some fairy land i was like everything is so beautiful and everyone's just like on their little bikes yeah i'm like and, how is this real and like just everything is so cute and like they have those so little cute. why can't i think of the word of it right now like the little water things what are they called like the little canals the canal yeah. there we go the, the little boats the water things the little boats yeah i was looking at airbnbs and like so many of the airbnbs are literal houseboats mm-hmm. like that's so cool and also the airbnbs are really inexpensive i don't know if they still are i guess mm-hmm. i went there like for ish years mm-hmm. ago but i remember like i got i went with maria and mm-hmm. we got like a huge like one or two bedroom like airbnb and it was like we had a view of the canal and it was so cute and it was less than 100 a night i think yeah like so affordable i love airbnb i feel like everywhere in europe is so cheap like for airbnb most places i feel like airbnb in the states though is terrifying it is it, i've never stayed at an airbnb and not worried about being murdered mm. in america mm. but just also in general like being murdered in america feels like <laughs> i should be worried about it constantly yeah a lot more feasible just than like anywhere else day-to-day basis just yeah. like going for a stroll i'm like mm, this day the day that i get <laughs> maybe stabbed murdered. maybe i get shot i don't know um but hopefully hopefully not <laughs> fingers crossed knock on knock on knock on this plastic plastic. (laughs) knock on the little italian table um but thank you so much for coming on and and chatting with me this is so fucking fun i'm like so fast (laughs) i know literally every time i record i'm just like how has it been this like how is time (laughs) what is time time what is time thank you for having me that was really fun um where can people follow you online where can they shop and buy verconic plug plug everything um yeah my main instagram is linmic l-i-n-m-i-c-k and then my brand is verconic spelt phonetically just spell phonetically (laughs) (laughs) v-e-r-c-o-n double i-k Verconic. Verconic. Um, and then as always, you could follow the podcast on Instagram at Arab American Psycho, where you will see a beautiful photo of Lindsay. And you can follow me on Instagram at Nori, where you will see me probably, I don't know, taking a picture. Influencing. Uh, influencing. <laughs> or honestly, just taking pictures just of my driving. cats, because apparently that's my whole camera roll is just pictures of Fifi <laughs> yesterday. Me. Uh, like 25 photos of him in the exact same <laughs> position. Um, and as always, guys, don't forget to wear your sunscreen, floss your teeth, don't be a fucking asshole, and <laughs> I'll talk to you next Sunday. Bye. Bye.